Cool. So, on to speaker number two. And uh, we've got Marlene Dragonweaver or Uman Ra. I like that, Uman Ra. So, a star seed, a blueprint connector. What's that mean? A way shower, a dragon rider, a soul guide, a healer, a martial artist. I wonder which martial art that is. A creator, a spiritual alchemist, and a dreamer. Wow. <laughs> um, the Marlene's a, a dragon rider of the white mother dragon monad, fully merged with her dragon, Uman, and twin flame of uh, Uman Ra, who are guardians to Gaia's heart and were dragon samurai protectors of the dragon teams that created Gaia. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she's here. She's going to talk about the, the blueprinters. Who are they? And how they are linked to the white mother dragon monad. Hello, Marlene. Welcome. I'm excited. Oh, hi, to everyone. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm obviously this is my first foray into having a uh, giving a talk, so I'm was a little bit um, nervous, but I'll <laughs> hopefully I won't make too much of a fool of myself. You'll be you'll be amazing. We can see that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thank you for that introduction. Um, I have, it's taken me a while to get used to that part of my experience because I've started remembering who I, who I be. And, um, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, especially this last year, because I had a, um, I completed a, um, a course with Araya Anra, who you had as a, as a talker during your summit. And I must thank you for that. That was the, the fact that you are hosting this is just incredible. And I think dragons are coming back so phenomenally into the human consciousness at the moment. It's actually quite important that um, that this is a platform. And thank you so much for hosting that. Really appreciate it. <clears throat> so I'm gonna talk just a little bit more about myself. Um, as a matter of fact, this is my my origin story. So because of the work I'm moving into, and this is all really very new for me, um, I, I started this about a year and a bit ago when the concept landed for my <clears throat> moving out of healing and mo moving towards working with fire, um, doing grid work. So I'll explain about that later, but I need to give this background and introduction um, because no one knows who I am, first of all. Um, <laughs> and secondly, it's kind of important that um, the type of work I'm doing now is going to be touching a whole lot of people um, in the near future. Um, I've actually just had a week of incredible reconnection um, with dragons and riders. Um, of a very specific type. So I will distinguish from what um, uh, Virginia just talked about. So I'll add on to that and give a more specific um, examples of specifically who I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> so I need to talk about who I am, what, where I'm from, and who I'm a part of, because I'm not here alone, and I'm a part of a huge team. Um, I'm simply one of the ones that are, have got feet on the ground. So I met my dragon a whole number of years ago. I've been on this journey for a long time, but I never knew where I was going with my dragon. 
um, and I do healing treatments. So I was standing, waiting to go into the, the healing treatment room. The one day my dragon said, you're not using me properly. We are one. And I was like, I feel you separately, but we are one. It was a little bit confusing for me. So this has been something that's been in my mind. It's like, how do you explain that? I know I'm I'm not the dragon. I, I don't feel that I'm the dragon, but we are one. So what does that mean? So when I came across Raya and she explained it extremely well in one of her talks, it just like resonated with me. So this is kind of half the story and not really because the way that Virginie explained a dragon rider is that it's a separate soul. What I am experiencing and what most of the dragon riders, I'm calling them dragon riders, but they are actually slightly different from being a separate being. And I'll go into that just now. Um, she explained that a, you get dragon keepers and you get what she calls dragon hop. But that's a full dragon. It's a, it's a dragon that is choosing to embody as a um as a human or a lyran. So you, a dragon can choose where they embody if they need to. So this is a, another thing. Why? Is it just to have an experience or have you got a job to do? And I explained a little bit about the dragons that I work with on Gaia because I've been here for a very long time. So this is not my first um, uh, party. <laughs> um, I was a dragon samurai. And when I first came across the term, it's like, this sounds really familiar because I've been a warrior in so many lives on on Earth, and not just on Earth, but in, in other worlds, other planets. Um, and I could spontaneously remember those. So I've always had these experiences where I had all these characters floating around in my head, and I didn't really know what it meant until I came across reincarnation. I had no clue. So when I remembered reincarnation, discovered reincarnation, it's like kind of all fell into place. Ah, that's what that is. That's why I just know things. Okay, so dragon samurai. What does that mean? A dragon samurai was a force, part of a force, a very special force that protected the dragons that created the earth in three-dimensional form. So I was part of that team that protected the dragons, the created dragons. So everything I'm going to be talking about tonight is a small part of the whole. There are so many dragons. There are so many beings that are doing amazing and phenomenal things as star seeds, as certain types of beings that are in physical body at the moment on this planet. And there's a reason for that, because this is a very special period in our planet's history uh, and development. Um, and the whole ascension process is, is in a very specific phase at the moment. So that's why I'm talking about blueprint. So let's, let's talk a little bit about blueprint. What is a blueprint? Um, when I had my soul reading from an Akashic record reader who happened to be a friend, we did an exchange. She called me a blueprint changer. 
And I had no idea what that meant. So we kind of spent a time after that she gave me the reading to kind of, because I had certain memories and she had labels for those memories. So, okay, is this what it means? Okay, so we can change it. Right, so I did some research and um, at that stage, I was very much at the beginning of my journey still. So what I've come across and I have actually remembered a lot of what I'm talking about I've also got a soul sister that's part of my oversoul. And I'll speak about oversouls and what is a monad and all of that and leave all of this together during this talk. Um, I've got a soul sister who's a medium and a channeler. And we have done a lot of work with our own personal um, oversoul to find out who we are, the eternal question. Where am I from and who else? Where am I? So we have discovered some really interesting things and it's been quite a, an eye-opener for us because it's, we're not talking tiddling weeks here. It's, these are big concepts and big ideas that we're talking about. So it actually took me quite a while to get used to. Firstly, I had Anubis as a guide right throughout my awakening process and he, he always was helping and guiding me um, and popping up in weird places. Um, and he, at some stage, came into my awareness when I had my eyes closed and I was waiting for the kettle to boil. I was making coffee. I just gotten up. And he said, um, we also know one another quite a lot because I listened to another guy that says, yeah, Roz, um, Anubis is, is, is a good friend of mine. <laughs> I'm also a good friend of yours. Um, okay. And then he called me Ra, and Ra, okay, well, two weeks of total overwhelm, doing research, who is Ra, what have I got to do with Ra, it's like, so, long story short, my twin flame is Ra, Amun Ra, the, that we know as the the Egyptian god Ra. He's also been other things, um, as well as Anubis. So that's my twin flame. Hence, my name is the opposite. So two sides of a coin. My dragon's name is Uman. So I am known as Uman Ra. That's where my name comes from that I use. Um, dragon Weaver, I'll explain a little bit later. So who are the blueprints? When Source decides to create a new realm, and I'm going to be reading this because I'm not that familiar with it, um, and I don't want to miss anything. The Source creator, that consciousness, then has a meeting with a council of 12, which are very high-level souls that kind of serve as the primary intermediaries between Source and the rest of creation they together define the specifics of this realm. The objectives for the soul growth in the realm, how will it manifest, how will life manifest, and they establish the various parameters for this new realm. Then the Council of Twelve reaches out to souls who've been blueprinters before, and they're known as blueprinters for a specific reason, obviously, because they created 
So they need to take on the role of blueprint coordinators. So the coordinators are kind of top level. So that the coordinators devise the integration of this new realm within the existing multiverses, designing how it will interact and coexist with the rest of creation. So that's kind of important. Then once this framework is in place, the coordinators create detailed job inscription for the millions of other tasks that's required in this new realm. The originators then, together with designers, the designers are selected, they kind of the big picture creator. The originators are the structural creators of the physical realm that's going to have a physical part. The designers color and add beauty to that structure. The technicians create the technical and energetic systems of the inhabitants of the realm, their bodies and the environment and so on. So those are the technicians. Then, once all of that is sorted out, the originators then hire other ones, other souls to do, to be changers, translators and deliverers. Now, these are all part of, if you get an Akashic record reading, the Akashic the people that do the readings get trained in all of these. So that's where this information is from. And these are kind of what they've determined that people who incarnate here that are blueprinters have these different roles. Those are the known ones. So translators are responsible for communication in all its forms with all the different ones. The deliverers keep everyone in the realm reminded and focused on divine love for themselves and each other. And the changes, and this is a role that I was for a long time before I actually decided to do what I'm doing now, I was a blueprint changer. So that was the title that I got in my soul reading. Changes experience the difficulties and turmoil within the realm. So they actually they incarnate or they they incarnate or they become like a spy. I love spy movies and I know I know why. I've done this for a long time. They infiltrate. They they kind of disappear into the um, the different areas of the realm. So planets, you name it. Have a look. See is there anything that can be changed. And then they make suggestions on how to adjust things, or they tweak things from the inside. So that's a blueprint change. That was what I was doing up until well, a couple of million years ago. <laughs> um, very traumatic. When you become part and you do it for long enough, and you you either not incarnate, but you live as as a being on that planet. So being a dragon, which is what I am at my soul level, we shapeshifted, which kind of make us, you know, easy. You can become whatever you want to be um, and whatever you need to be. So you can live as anyone in that particular realm. Um, but if you stay there long enough, you're going to experience things. And 
it's usually got to do with wars and it's usually got to do with a lot of things. So I experienced trauma. And the reason why I decided not to be a blueprint changer anymore was because um, I lost the plot a little bit on one of my missions and did something that I had to um, I had to pay back some karma. So that's <laughs> That was kind of um, the reason why I've been incarnating on Earth since the end of Atlantis. 12,000 years of incarnation. Very short in-betweens for more than one reason. So partly karmic and partly to hold stable this particular timeline. The important timeline, this one. So that was part of my job. So very important to realize that if you choose to be a, a blueprinter, the soul that always has the choice, the freedom to choose whether or not to accept the blueprinter duty. Um, and sometimes the blueprinters, not always, but so they are blueprinters outside of our of our um blood. So if we're talking about the earth realm, they are blueprinters outside as well. Some blueprinters choose to embody and to work from feet on the ground. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and I'll talk about what I'm doing right um, now in this lifetime a little bit later. So get, let's get to the, the dragon rider. So I work with a very specific type of dragon rider. And here I'll explain exactly how these dragon riders at soul level look like. So when a soul, if you in from your own soul, your, your higher self, you have got a certain soul signature. So you're a certain type of being. So I, at my highest level, am a dragon in form. So a dragon, when, when a uh, a soul decides to incarnate in a body, in a physical body, in whichever realm they choose to have an experience. You fractal off from your soul. That sends out the feeler, and you in then incarnate or inhabit that specific being that you choose to have an experience at. So the dragon is the only being that can fractal off again into a dragon and a rider. Same soul. So this is a very particular experience and it's, it's done for a very specific reason. Um, like for instance, on our planet, if the dragons are, are portal keepers, like what I am or was, I'm not a portal keeper anymore. Technically, I'm not a portal keeper. <laughs> um, and I'll explain that just now. The portal keeper of a very specific vortex on the body of Gaia within the grid structures is a very specific dragon. So this dragon has duties, but because of where we are developing at the moment, um, with the grid structure shifting from a magnetic grid structure to a, to a crystalline structure. 
there's a very specific set of cockerels that we all that I specifically my group is working with, and they call it the spiritual chakras. So you have this, you have the earth chakras, the physical chakras, um, and there are a number of them across the planet, and everybody's familiar with those. The guru is one of them. Um, but they are different layers of chakras, just like we've got a mental body and a physical body and emotional body and a spiritual body. So that's why. So her spiritual chakra system is the set of chakras that I'll be working and that this set of specific dragon riders are working. So there's a portal keeper dragon team. It's a dragon and a rider. And this, okay, so let me backtrack a little bit. When the dragons created Gaia, the structure, and here I'm talking about dragons as blueprinted, created. So the dragons have been holding the grids, the structural grids, the energetic structure of this planet in all the layers and all the dimensions since she was created. So because up until now we've been at three, third dimensional vibration, Gaia's actually already shifted into fifth dimensional density. And these dimension and densities, people have different definitions of these things. Um, I'm just gonna say dimension because everybody knows we're moving to the fifth dimension. It's efficiency. So to hold that amount of light, because of where we are at the moment in our evolution, we in the photon belt, we're being bombarded by a lot of high frequency light at the moment. The sun is bombarding us. There's, there's a lot of stuff happening at the moment. So our frequency is rising. Gaia's frequency is rising. And to hold that amount of light and not leave the physical body, we need to shift the crystalline structure. So that Saya is also shifting to crystalline structure. But the dragons have been here for a very long time. They've been working very hard. So it was actually decided that the grid structures are going to be taken over by the lion. Lion. So golden winged lions, winged lions, lion. So to hand over the structure of God, this is a huge project. I mean, you can just, just imagine what's been happening. Um, there's so many things happening on the planet at the moment. And this is one of the layers. So there are lots of other people doing different various things and we're all stacked. So there needs to be teams to work with all these things. So I have handed over my portal, which was table now. I was linked energetically structurally into the structure, the energetic grid structure of Table Mountain as a portal keeper. So that's as a embodied in human form, the rider holds the codes for specific light codes and energetic structure for the portal. The dragon has another thought. So the dragon is in spirit form and the rider is in human form to form that team. So I was standing, I'm doing a day job, standing there saying, I needed to be in Cape Town, I don't know why, but I'm here. And I know I'm a portal keeper, but what does it mean? And 
the words I got was, you are the portal. You don't have to do anything. You are the portal. And I only understood it later when I was actually, I could see it through my, my soul sister did a, um, a wonderful um, energetic up, um, attunement and upgrade for us. And I could actually, during this process, I could see my actual energetic structure totally linked into the portal structure. It, it was, it, it, it's a mesh. Your, your energy is just part of. And when I looked at Table Mountain in Cape Town, it was my mountain. So last year in, the, in, in um, August on Lionsgate, and this is part of the project that I was moving now into, I was required to hand over the portal. Me and my dragon handed over the portal to the, the golden winged lion, lion that was taking over the structure. So that happened on, on Lionsgate last year. And for 24 hours, I was actually disentangling my energetic structure from the portal structure. It was, it was the, one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. It was, it was profoundly beautiful and, and very, very emotional for me as well. And to disentangle, it's like almost like when you, um, when your child goes off to university or leaves the house, you know, it's like far away. It's like a, I don't feel you anymore. Um, and that's how I feel about Table Mountain now. It doesn't feel like my mountain anymore. I can now leave the area and not like look back in yearning. Not my mountain anymore. So this needs to happen for 12 chakra, earth chakra vortexes like this one. So they are and uh, let's see yeah. I've actually done a post in the Dragon Thunder. I'm not going to name all of the, all the portals now, but I obviously, because of my project, I needed to find all the other portal keepers. That's my thought. I was the only one that was awake um, at this stage. I was told this that um, there was such a suppression of our energies um, due to the, the matrix that we live in. Um, that we chose to come and experience and that we're being dismantled now, um, that all the other portal keepers were very much suppressed. They had no idea. The dragons are there. They're still doing their job. But the spiritual chakras, some of them are still closed. They're not open yet. They will only open within the next 10 years as, as Gaia grows into her new dimensional structure. So my task is to facilitate all the handing over processes of these earth chakras from the dragon and, his, and their riders to the lyra. So I posted last, last week, I posted a post and I found six of them now already. So amazing. Um, it's been a very emotional week for me, actually. So um, I'm I was going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm just going to leave it there. I've, I've, there are 12 fifth dimensional spiritual chakras, earth chakras, that are spread all across the planet. The whole of South Africa is the solar plexus. The Table Mountain was the focal point, and the whole of South Africa is the solar plexus chakra. So we are very closely linked, obviously, to Luru in um, 
in Australia being the physical um, one. So there's like a whole thing on that's another topic for another talk, probably. So, what is a monad? We talk about an oversoul. What is a monad? So, within your oversoul, there are 12 souls, six pairs of twin souls. And I must just say here that. Um, a dragon and a rider, like what, how I work with with these particular dragons, it's like having a twin flame because you're the same soul. That's why being one is such a thing. It is just we are one. And then you still have a twin flame. So there's like this triangle going on. Um, and it's a, it's a very weird configuration, but there's a reason for that due to what we do. So... Normally, in an oversoul, there are six pairs of twin flames, 12 souls in an oversoul. Then there are 12 oversouls in a monad. So there's a group of 12 oversouls, and that forms the monad. So our particular monad is the primordial white mother dragon. So when Source decided to create the Earth realm, first was created a duality, a primordial mother dragon and primordial father dragon, white, black. So my monad is part of the white mother dragon. She, she holds our monad. So that's the top structure of where I'm from. And this is the original blueprinted team that created this realm. This particular Earth experiment, this is the monad that created it. So we've been at this for a very long time. We've actually, me and my soul sister, we've met last year for the first time, and suddenly we're doing this amazing work together. So we've dived into exactly what is the structure of this because we needed to understand what what is this that we're working why why are we having these these remembrances what are we supposed to be doing and i'm supposed to be doing all this work with with in within this business project what is it about so the white mother dragon and I, she's not the only one there are lots of mother dragons this is just my particular monad, and she is was created for a very specific reason. And I think, yeah, so there's, there's white dragon, black dragon, doesn't necessarily mean light, it's light and dark, but not good and evil. That's not how it needs to be perceived. Uh, we call them dragons in that form. But they more. It's it's a very moldable. It's just kind of they look like and feel like a dragon's more feel than what it is look. So if I speak about a primordial dragon, what it is. But there's an overlay. There's archangel energy and phoenix energy within this form. So there's there's a triad thing. 
so with the white mother dragon and with the father black father dragon as well so let's just i'm just going to focus obviously on the white um, mother dragon because that's my monad My oversoul is one of the first 12 oversouls that was created for this realm. So the White Mother Dragon gave me a beautiful image um, showing me how she created the, the monads. Um, six eggs with two twin souls in each of the eggs in a, in a basket. It, it was such a beautiful image. Um, and then she created all the other uh, all the other oversoul. So twelve baskets full of six eggs each. It was a beautiful visual she gave me. So um, and then she created all the other um, other monads to suppose to support this one. So there's a soul group that is supporting this whole blueprint of two, if I can call them that. Um, and a soul group consists of 144,000 monads, a huge group. There's a lot of work to be done when you create a realm. So 144,000 times 144 is 20,736,000 souls. So just to give you a little bit of perspective, what goes into creating a realm. So each oversoul in our specific monad has a specific structure. So there's a there's an overseeing archangel aspect. So the archangels is not individual beings. Each archangel is an aspect of source. If you can see it like that, but Teresa Stefano explained that very very well. Um, it's an aspect. It's not an individual being. So when you talk about archangels, it's like kind of one level just below source. It's it's source divided into 12 aspects. So we're working with 12 archangels. So each of our oversouls in this monad has got an overseeing archangel. So the overseeing, the, like the archangel energy that is linked with each of the, of the oversouls. My particular oversoul has got Archangel Gabriel, and I'm working with Michelle Magic Medium. She's my soul sister. Um, she holds, she's an aspect of Archangel Gabriel. So she's an archangel in human form. And she's got a very specific talk to do as well. Um, with every, so there's six pairs of twin flame, one in body. In physical form at the moment, human form because we're on earth, and one in spiritual form. There's a project leader, there's an archangel that's embodied, there's a portal keeper, a dragon and a rider, there's a technical scientist, we haven't found the right terminology for that particular soul yet, there's a timekeeper, and there's a record keeper. So that's basically, we figured this out literally yesterday because <laughs> we've been asking. It's, it, we had bits and pieces of it. So 
my particular oversoul, the project leader is Commander Ashtar. I've been working with Commander Ashtar for a long time. We've done some interesting work together. Um, and when I talk about Commander Ashtar, I know there's, there's talk of being an imposter and the, you, the matrix that we live in is an inversion of the reality. So there's always going to be an imposter. There's an imposter of Anubis. There's an imposter of uh, Commander Ashtar. Um, so you've got to discern whether you're working with a being of light always. So when you're working with someone and you are channeling someone or you are communicating with someone, you always have to check. Is this a light being that you're working with? And I'm bringing this up because I've come across some interesting things and I've asked, come on, I tell you, it's definitely not you. Um, you said, no, 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 that's not me. That's an imposter. <laughs> so he is a real being and he is the project leader for our particular oversoul. Then there is my dragon and, and me form a team and we, our twin soul is... Amon Ra, Ra, the sun god. Sun god, meaning he's actually a, he's not a sun dragon. He creates sun and solar dragons. That is who Ra really is. So, just to give you an idea, dragons are incredible beings. Um, my soul sister, Michelle Magic Medium, is the archangel. Then our record keeper is Anubis in spirit. Um, and, and we still need to determine who all the specifics are of, of our particular oversoul. So, Commander, I thought just told it that, that um, we don't know yet who the human forms are of these particular spirit forms um, because they're not ready to reveal it. So, that this is an unfolding story for us. So, at the moment, I am a blueprint connector. A blueprint connector. I've always seen myself as a the word soul nexus thing, a nexus, and and like linking different people. So now it resonates because um, blueprint connector is a is a type of technician. So I'm connecting things and seeing that I've created portals as a as a portal keeper. As a portal dragon, I have been creating portals for a long time. So it's kind of makes sense that portals connect things. So that will make sense. So each of us always also has an our own soul group to assist us. And this can be part of within the rest of the manner. Um this the soul um the oversouls. The other 11 oversoul. So they each have specific archangel energies and things. So our particular soul grouping, um, our particular oversoul, our oversoul was one of the first ones that were, were developing um, humanity, seeding humanity, working with humanity. Um, and that was Africa. So the original experiment 
place in Africa was called Petrania. So that's where we first worked. So our particular um, oversoul had, it has got connections in Africa, which is why I'm in Africa. So I'm um, working with a portal that's related to, to that. And that's why I'm with the solar plexus um, in South Africa at the moment, because that's where my oversoul stems from. So now I had to disentangle because I now need to travel to all these other portals as well and do what I need to do. So oh, it's it's been an interesting journey for me to kind of, I mean, this is a mouthful. I'm I'm starting to get used to saying these things now. And actually, your commander asked the told me, yes, you volunteered for this. So <laughs> I'm here, I'm doing it. <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's challenging. Um, so other souls in this monad are related to other areas, obviously. So each of the spiritual chakras is in a different area, and they are dragons holding the tectonic plates. So Araya Anra is, is one of the dragons that holds her, one, her dragon that she is, holds one of the tectonic plates. They are known as the the Council of Moon. So she is the one that chose to be awake to waken up all the other dragons. And um, that's where I met her the first time is when she came and woke up the, the Africa dragon, the black female dragon that lies over the continent of, of Africa. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful dragon. She is so beautiful. Rhea is a powerful dragon. She's she's, uh, she's the she's the female water dragon, so they come in pairs as well. So there's lots to explore from this. Obviously, so I'll obviously do more talks. <laughs> so this is um, the Gridwood project that I'm have to do has a couple of levels to it. So I'll be working with helping the, well, first of all, I'm helping to connect all the portal keeper dragons to the dragon riders at the moment. And this has been so amazing for me, this, this whole week I have now connected six of them. I've also found a Lyran that's part dragon, but she she's more lion than she is dragon. So she... And then we determined, but she's the new portal keeper. So that will make sense because, I mean, they're also going to have to have an embodiment if, if they're holding the um, the codes for the portal that they're taking over. So Table Mountain portal, I the embodiment of the golden lion that I, I, I handed over to was the white lion. The white lions in, in South Africa hold the energies of, of the portal yet. So those I, I went to Paul, I found I found the white line in Paul, which is the, uh, down the road here from me, um, in a sanctuary. And we did a whole ceremony and created the connecting grid there. It, it was fascinating work. Um, and then had had a chat with the with the lions there. There's a couple of them, but two of them specifically home. Uh, embodies the golden lion um, that I handed the, the portal over to. So this has got to happen 
in each of these areas. So once I'm now, I'm now disentangled. So now I've got to connect the humans to the new frequency of this person. Each of these vortexes vibrate to a certain frequency. So I was told when, when this whole thing happened that I need to create frequency music music and light language and at that stage I didn't even know about light language when I met Michelle she spoke in light language and I was like oh okay <laughs> I was totally unfamiliar with it but um Araya also speaks she Araya actually speaks dragon light language so Araya is giving me the light language for this whole she facilitates that I then put frequency music to that which is what I did for the, the handover as well. Um, and this becomes an attunement. So it resonates at a certain frequency, and that facilitates um, the attunement of our chakras to the chakra that, that we work in. So our solar plexus in South Africa will be connected to the solar plexus, which is the whole of South Africa. So that's the work that I'm doing, and I'm using light codes and light language to, to facilitate that. So we are all also upgrading our bodies to crystalline structure, our DNA, everything. So what Michelle is facilitating is the the structural change. The, the actual she actually helps our bodies to to um, get those crystalline structures. That's what she facilitates. Um, that's a whole different story, but that's what part of what she does. And then I just do the attunement so that we can link chakras to the actual portal. So that's my job. So to do this, I need to do what I call conscious music festival at each of these sacred sites. So the one in South Africa is going to be happening later in this year, um, August, September-ish. So I'm pulling together a whole lot of people to do this. I'm not the only one doing it. So it's a huge job. It's a huge thing that we're doing. So I'm kind of, I was totally overwhelmed at the beginning. Last year was hectic for me because I needed to just wrap my mind around, you know, just what I'm doing. And um, it's taken me a while. And just to do this talk tonight, I spoke to Kevin earlier and said, I haven't done anything like this before. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, how this is going to go down because this is for me this is extremely at the at the beginning this was extremely weird i mean it's like what is all this stuff um but the more that this journey has unfolded for me i've done shamanic journey work journey work um i've been a shaman in, in a whole lot of um lifetime um to balance out all the the warrior lifetimes i've had I've done some really interesting things which we will not discuss. <laughs> Bad dragon stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll have to have pilgrimages to all these sacred sites and all the dragon riders and all the portal keepers will have to be part of this whole journey. So I'm getting them all together. So this will be an unfolding um, journey on my on my um, profile, obviously, and I'll obviously post these things in Dragon Thunder group as well so um 
I'm not really ready to, to answer any questions. Um, I will kind of do that, um, I think, as a separate, or either Zoom or a live chat or something, I'll, I'll organize on my own profile. So if you've got any questions, you're welcome to, um, to ask me then. Um, just being here tonight is, it's been an emotional journey for me. So thank you very much for the opportunity to share with you. And um, yeah. Uh, it's it's huge, <laughs> and there's so many other people that uh, are doing incredible things that I've discovered through doing this work and connecting with people because this was uh, totally out of my comfort zone. I need to organize events. I have no idea how to do this, and I realized that I actually had all the connections already. I knew people that could do certain things, and yeah, so. Um, if you feel you resonate with anything that I've said and that you might be maybe one of these um, portal keeper dragon riders, I'm still looking for three or four of them. Glastonbury is one. The dragon is waiting for you. <laughs> so putting it out there. Um, sure, yeah. Thank you very much, Kevin. I don't know if there's any, if one or two questions, maybe I'll um, see if I can waffle. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that deep information. And I think many of us, it resonated with us. I, I was just sitting here in wonder and I was building a picture of all those monads and all different levels and thinking, wow, there's huge numbers. And yeah, I'm going to have to sit and listen again, I'm sure, because <laughs> my, my brain's a bit like oh oh whoa, yeah. wow all it was going wow wow <laughs> yeah thank, a lot thank of you. information and yeah yeah well thank <laughs> you for sharing with us and thank you for bringing us up to date on stuff that's brand new to you and you you sh you shared it very eloquently it was beautiful and i'm sure we'll have you on again thank and you're you. more than welcome to share in the thunder and if there's any assistance that you need then stick it in the group. I'm sure there's people that will help you. Um, it sounds like a thank you so much. Huge, it's a huge mission, isn't it? And you and it's it's a huge mission. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you need but like Commander Asta said, you you chose you 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 chose to come and do this. So yes, I, I will be traveling, and I'm the eternal. You know you can do so. it. That's why. And and I I always find the dragons give you something and you think you can just do something small and then you you don't realise their their power and their energy how how big it can become. Um, I've seen that for myself and I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll be there to assist you and you've got. Oh yeah, yes, I've got here. lots of assistance. Yeah, yeah lots of dragons here. assisting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. lots we, of human we friends. Up to this. And I'm sure some people will watch this on replay or something and they they're going to go oh maybe that's me maybe I am that dragon rider. Maybe Glastonbury's mine or whatever it is, you know. So if you feel in that call, then please do get in contact with Marlene and all of the details, all the links for every single speaker that ever talks is, is on the the, the dragontalks.info site. So it's there and everyone that's been on this call will get a, a copy of the videos and, and it'll be on the Dragon Portal and it'll be on YouTube and it'll be linked in the Dragon Thunder group. So you, you, you can't miss it. And yeah, I suggest you or watch the replay of this and uh, really sort of once you've I think once you've heard it once and it blows your brain a bit the second time you'll listen 
and it hit home a bit more because you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've mapped that in my mind. And that's, that's where I feel like I'm, I was just sitting here and I was like, wow. But it, it all felt so true. I had my hair on my arms was going, which is a, a tr truth for me, you know. Truth bumps, truth bumps. Yes, yeah, I exactly. get those as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just scrolling scrolling through the chat and um, yeah, it, I don't know if this chat appears in the in the replay, but I would like to, to have a, you yeah. guys can contact me. I'm, I'm Marlene Umanra on Facebook, um, so just search for me, but my, my link is probably um, in um, Dragon Thunder as well, and I'll, I'll post something on there as well, just so that you guys can link with me. Yeah, all, all oh, the links all, all over the place, so you people will be able to find you. Yeah, and what I'll do is what I do is I, I download the chat and I'll, I'll put it onto the the Dragon Portal, which everyone will have access to. It's it's completely free, so you can get in there and it and it you can download it. So I, I put it all there so everyone can read through it because sometimes it's nice to read through the comments and, and realize what a wonderful job Virginia and Virginia. I can't say. It. I lose my voice, Virginie and Marlene. You've both done amazing talks tonight. Um, is everyone give them lots of beautiful hearts and lots of beautiful reactions? Because I think it's very brave of them to come out and talk about such deep subjects. Um, so, either of you ladies want to say anything before we we close off? Kevin, you can say mm. Virginia. It's fine. No. <laughs> It's actually the English version of my name, so <laughs> that's fair enough. I think my brain. I really enjoyed your chat, by the way. It, it your talk was really interesting. I find it fascinating. Thank you, Marlene. You're both getting lots, lots of thanks, lots of dragon hearts, and uh, yeah, lots of hearts and lots of love. So, yeah, so thank you very much, ladies. I just, I'll just tell you what's occurring in the future. Um, so we've got a, an extra special one this month on, on the February the 18th, it'll be at 6pm London this time. We've got Alexandra is coming in, she's, she's a cosmic fairy and uh, she's talking about uh, unlocking seven codes, uncovering the hidden dragons and water priestesses and uh, then working with land dragons and uh, all about uh, things going on in Rome and the Vatican and, and it's quite exciting. And there's also uh, an event that she's putting on, so she's going to share that. And I'm very excited to be going to to Rome, Italy, in April with her to uh, to assist. I won't say too much now, in case they uh, yeah they, they put the guards up and stop us coming in. <laughs> and then after that, then we've got um, we've got some slots free. So as I say, you don't have to talk for an hour. You don't have to say so as much as these beautiful ladies have. You can pop in on thirty seconds and go. I met a dragon the other day. It's green eyes and blue, blah blah, and, and it was this. It was interesting to me. Does it resonate with anyone? I'm happy for people to come on and do short talks. So if you're interested, let let me know. There are some time available on all the talks, um, but we've definitely got slots free in June and July at the moment. And then in July, uh, hopefully you all know that on the 21st of July we, we've got the Dragon Galactic Dragon Thunder Summit that's going to run for 24 hours. Um, we have actually got if someone's in Australia and they want to take over one of the speaking slots and take over the, the hosting slot. We've got we've got a gap um, because one of the ladies that was doing it is uh, leaving Australia and moving back to France. So she won't be able to do it. Um, we've got one person that may be interested, but if anyone else is interested in 
taking the Australian time slot, um, then please let me know. Uh, we, want, we want a speaker and we want a host. Uh, there'll be a co-host, there'll be two of you hosting, and I'll be there to assist, but I, I might be in my pyjamas hiding behind the camera. <laughs> um, cool. So it's been beautiful. Thank you both you ladies for sharing so eloquently. And I'm sure everyone, as you can see, is sending you lots and lots of love. And uh, I'll I'll be posting these everywhere. It'll be tomorrow now because it's, it's, well, it's my bedtime. I need my beauty sleep. Um, so <laughs> thank you again, everyone. And uh, see you all soon. Man, there you go. Bye, bye.